Welcome to another episode of the Codex Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Sonny Kruger, and with me are my co-hosts, Jamie Wojcik and Tim Morse. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? Today we will be reviewing New Mutants 98, which is the first appearance of Gideon. And the guy we're all excited to talk about, <laughs> Deadpool. They're actually wearing Domino. the shirts and yeah. have the backgrounds. And Oh, hey, Sonny. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's so, in that book somewhere, too. Deadpool guy. Yeah, that, that. And also that, that Domino Gal. But also we yes. have some comic book news, including KLA Avengers, George R. R. Martin's comic book, The Year of Valiant. We will be going over our works. Do you know? And our topic of the week is what story arc didn't live up to your expectations. And if you guys haven't seen, make sure definitely to check us out on twitch.tv slash the Codex Station. Ooh, nice so you plug. Can check out our pre-show because, yeah, our pre-show was, as we were just saying, maybe our best one this episode. <laughs> yeah, that we, we had some fun. We had some laughs. We cried. And Tim l- laid in the fetal position for fired. about 27 seconds. But if, but if you didn't get a chance to see the pre-show, you missed all of that. So, yeah, Twitch TV, uh, the Codex Station. Well, at least you tried. I give you, I give you credit. <laughs> I literally love the fact that he had Tim. He's like, Twitch TV. Oh, the it. station. It's there. It's like we haven't done this before. I'm I'm new. I, I I can still play the new card. We're breaking the fourth wall by breaking the fourth wall. It's That's like right. sixteen walls. <laughs> so at least now in our episodes, we know we can have it right there. Thing where it says subscribe. And I'll put it right there for everyone who's watching this on YouTube as of Saturday or Sunday because I got to kind of figure out a day to get it all done. Well, guys, we're figuring things out. Let's move on to our comic news. Jamie, start us off. Some big news with the JLA and Avengers. So JLA versus Avengers is getting a reprint. Now, this is exciting on its own because I will probably end up buying this because I do not have it surprisingly. I'm real fast, guys. Side tangent. I'm three issues away from that 7,000 issues. So after this weekend, I'm breaking a milestone. On to (laughs) 10,000. If anyone wants to send me some freebies, Please let me know. DM me. Um, but no. Uh, with that, I think the greatest thing I've seen with this, and it did bring a little bit of a tear to my eye, if you guys not have seen the photo servicing, is they brought George Perez to come look at the reprints. That's amazing. Yeah. And to see that man literally like this in awe of what he has in front of him, like, broke my heart. I was just like, yes. And I'm like, oh. Like it's it, it's great to see, um, especially that he got to see it before anything should happen. Yeah, uh, I know he just canceled a couple or most of his signings. Um, <clears throat> so I'm 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 ready for this to come out because I now I need that in hand. Isn't I mean, it limited to like seven thousand copies though? You got to pre-order too. Yeah. Oh. So make sure you guys go out to your uh, LCSs, show them some love, get that pre-ordered. You know they're gonna have some scalpers out there trying to get double what it's worth, triple. Yeah, yeah. But if you guys are a fan, definitely pick this up. I am more than excited 
to see this come out and more than happy. Let us know in the comments down below if you guys are going to pick it up. Definitely. Uh, what do you guys think, though? Like, are you guys excited for it? I don't know if, Sonny, do you have it in trade uh, or no? I don't have it. Um, Big Keith has it. Uh, you know, Frank Keith's father, he has mm-hmm. it. So I remember I've, I've looked through it like, oh, man, I, somehow I need to get this. Right. But but now with this one, I think he had, like, multiple issues or it was in two books or one big book. But with the reprint, I definitely want to get this one. And, yeah, that it did, like I said, Tim, the four, excuse me, the 7,000 copies. And, <laughs> Jamie, like you were saying, there's going to be scalpers out there. And because normally I believe the article said like you could pre-order it for like $30 or something. Yeah. The price point was really good good price. Yeah, And I want to get it before somebody gets it. And there's like selling it for $90, $100. Right. And if you guys didn't get a chance to see the breaking the code that we did, uh, it's going to be singles versus trades. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely give it a look. I definitely go into some points in there. And so is Tim. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big trade guy, but this is something definitely I'm getting. Yeah, and they said this trade is going to have like a lot more. It's not just going to be the four issues that they're going to have a lot of extra things and interviews and things like that. So, yeah, a lot of backups. Yeah. Well, I I know that they're they're doing new forwards uh, and afterwards in the books. I think there's going to be some uh, sketches and artwork and things like that in there too. The price point, like we said before, is really good. And guys, all the proceeds for these 7,000 that will sell out, go directly to the hero initiative to help out other comic book creators, artists, writers, inkers, letters, editors that uh, are running into hard times or issues or things like that. So this is definitely worthwhile. You get to get something really awesome uh, and you get to support your favorite creators. Now, with that being said, uh, any of you scalpers out there that uh, buy this book, uh, and buy it to scalp shame on you that that shouldn't be done especially to uh george perez right because that's who this is for and uh if you decide that you feel the need to scalp do what some of these local comic shops are going to do and they're going to do silent auctions for the limited amount of copies that they'll have and all proceeds to that should go directly to the hero initiative be a good person for once and uh, do the right thing uh back to the topic at hand jla versus avengers is uh close to me personally and the reason for that is uh jla versus avengers i have the trade sitting over here in my bookshelf but that was uh one of the trades that my brother bought uh about a year before he passed away and when he passed away that was one of the things that i was able to get uh from his stuff that he had i've read that trade a hundred times it is absolutely amazing uh my brother and i used to talk about it constantly tim why is why is this happening? Why is this guy in here? Who is this guy? Well, there's this, this, and this, this is what's going on. So yeah, uh, if you haven't read JLA versus Avengers, definitely do that. Pick this up. If you can find older copies and you miss out on the hero initiative version, get your hands on something because it is definitely a title that you need to check out. Sure. Yes. And I mean, it is being released unlike some books that should have endings already. So, Sonny, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, George R. R. Martin's doing now? Well, he uh, did Game not finish Thrones. his latest book, yeah. So he's been working on that last book for, like, I don't know how many years, 10, 15 years. 25 so started, years. Yeah. <laughs> for a long time ago, there was a book that George R. R. Martin and Melinda M. Snodgrass made a story. It was called Wild Cards. And in Wild Cards... They make short stories, and there was obviously cards and things like that for it. Oh, excuse me, short stories. And now Marvel is picking it up and is going to 
wild card is going to be a series. The writer will be Paul, Cor- Paul Cornell, and the artist will be Mike Hawthorne. So this series, like I say, it won't be George R. R. Martin writing this series, but it's based mm-hmm. on the series that he wrote. And before they've actually done this a couple of times. In 1990, there was a four-issue mini on it. And then in 2008, there was a series that went by the name of The Hard Call. But you know, the series Wild Cards looks pretty good when I was like reading a bit about it. It's about an alien virus called Wild Card. And it you know, comes to Earth. And then when it affects people, it has three different effects on them. People are either considered Joker, which means they have a physical mutation, they're considered, or they're considered an ace, meaning they have superpowers, or they have what's called the Black Queen, which means they suddenly die from the virus. Wow. wow. What, what a yeah. drastic turn. Yeah. So, like, you can have superpowers, George, mutation, yeah. or just be dead. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll choose to be, I would rather be an ace and just have the superpowers. <laughs> I don't want a deformity, and I definitely don't want to die suddenly. So, I would definitely choose to be an ace. You either look funny, punch hard, or just don't move at all. Oh, my God. Those are your choices. Yeah, exactly. So I think most of us would pick Ace. And with it being a George R. R. Martin story, I know I could say it's different writers, but if it's based on something George R. R. Martin, you could expect there to be a, a lot, lot of death, death, a lot of excitement. Yeah. So this will I know most fans are gonna go into this. A lot of questionable acting. actions. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it will be they haven't said if it's for like mature audiences only or if it's kind of for everybody. I know it's uh, a four issue mini again and it is set to come out in june well i don't think he's known for writing young adult novels <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> but if marvel's putting out their their version of it or whatever it won't be mature i, yeah, I think it'll yeah. be regular yeah i mean this this is something uh sunny with the premise that you told me i'm interested um but uh, i'm not gonna go out of my way to get it because he needs to finish the fifth <laughs> book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe only five more years, man. Yeah, we're almost there. <sighs> and now we get the true last season. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, it was all a dream in Jon Snow's head. This Dad. is the real one. Oh my god. Remember like that time? That... Remember that time he fell on the rock and we didn't know what happened to him? He's been in he's been in a coma. This, for... this has all been in his head. Yeah. And then you some know reason, that, some reason he was a black book. knight. You know that's not gonna be the last book. It, so the whole thing isn't going to end. It's those one book, and I think it's still like one or two more after. So yeah, He's still yeah. He's Who still, knows when that series will go? Jamie, how do you feel about this? Is this something you're going to check out? I might actually, because this actually sounds kind of intriguing. I mean, where else are you going to find deformities, superpowers, and just death? <laughs> Straight death. Yeah, like yeah. you don't even get a choice. Like, hey, gone. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's hey, I got this uh, black. Like I said, only or... four issues too. Yeah, and they're probably going to be 80-page giants because of the fact that that dude can write forever. Yeah. It probably took him 70 of his years to just get this done. In between finishing book number four (laughs) and halfway through number five. Right. So, I mean, I give this guy a lot of credit. He's been not doing much. He needs to, yeah. Like, if I had to look up to somebody for procrastination. damn book. (laughs) I look up to someone with procrastination needs. It's him. He's yeah. right there. That's the picture of procrastination. Yeah, I think some before he was offered money, like I forget what country it was. They said, we will pay for you to stay in somewhere alone. Oh, yeah. I read an article about that. Yeah. I, oh, God. And he turned it down? Yes. It's, it's still not finished, so. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of procrastinating, ago. guys, I can tell you one thing. I've been procrastinating a lot on Valiant. 
Oh, speaking of which. Uh, Valiant reveals three new titles in the year of Valiant. And those titles are going to be Exo Man of War Unconquered, Bloodshot Unleashed, and Book of Shadows, which for all you Valiant fans out there will have Shadow Man in it, obviously. Okay, so this is direct from Valiant's website, ValiantEntertainment.com. And this is called the Year of Valiant. If you remember from uh, back about 10 years ago or so, uh, they did the Summer of Valiant when the entire company was rebooted after the abysmal failure when Acclaim had them. So this is a year-long campaign focused on putting fans first with each and every comic. And it continues to explore deeper into the iconic Valiant shared universe with three brand new titles. Again, Book of Shadows, Bloodshot Unleashed, and Exo Man of War Unconquered. Guys, I'm looking at these covers. The artwork looks fantastic. Shadow Man Eternal Warrior. Uh, Bloodshot's cover has me pulled right in if you have, I, I, I did get to see that so i was that was the that only looks one awesome that was the only one that made me go hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah the, these are books that are going to be uh pretty sweet these are books that you guys are going to need to check out if you're getting oversaturated with the marvel and dc stuff and image just kind of isn't doing it for you go give valiant a shot and check out some different things get out of your comfort zone a little bit and read some some different characters but uh let's see here for book of shadows uh you've got cullen bunn and uh artwork is going to be done by ricardo uh latina uh that focuses on a supernatural event that forms a brand new team in the valiant universe not secret defenders or secret warriors or anything like that but will it be enough to stop uh whatever is going on that book arrives in july bloodshot unleashed uh, is going to be written by uh, Dennis Camp and artwork is by uh, John Davis Hunt. Uh, that comes in September. And the one Sonny and I have been waiting for, and Jamie will come around to Exo Manowar Unconquered. <laughs> uh, let's He's see here. He's caring right now. It's going to be co written by Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad. And uh, artwork is going to be by Liam Sharp. And that starts Ooh, in. Wait, hang on. Liam Sharp's on that book? Mm-hmm. He's doing I'm our def- work. I love Liam Sharp, but you're not yeah. getting my money, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these new titles come on the heels of the Year of Valiant featuring uh, Dead Side War, you know, within the pages of Shadow Man, Faith and the Harbinger. And uh, guys, yeah, you need to check this out. Absolutely. 110%. This will be on my pull list. And you said Exo Man of War that comes out in November, right? Yes. Yeah, so we know what Jamie will be thankful for this Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm the fact that you two are going to review it, and I'm just going to sit here <laughs> being like, "Good job." I'll be reading Bloodshot. <sighs> the Bloodshot looks good. I mean, like they had that cover mm-hmm. like, when he's just standing there and he's like, covering the blood, so and he has bullets to him. Like so that's the out of the three covers, that's the most one that grabbed my attention. Yeah. I'm like. I think this one I may have to check out. See, the, the EXO cover has a real huge sci-fi feel to it. I thought that's, you were going to say something else. No. Well, he has a really it, huge heart it's got a, sticking out. It's, it's got a big electric sword on it. But uh, yeah, this He's is... He's compensating. He may or may not be. Regardless, the a little, a little fantastic. A little light-skinned. <laughs> yes, not hard-skinned. He was in the no. pool. No, but... <laughs> it was warm. What are you talking about? <laughs> um... No, but I'm through space. Who knows? Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna 
go for a shot in the dark here and I'll actually pick up those first three issues and see how they are. And then once I see how bad Man of War is, I will give it to one of you guys and be like, it's yours. I'm putting money on it now. I'll put a dollar on it that after you read that first issue, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm invested. I'll put a hundred dollars on it. I ain't got a hundred dollars. I do have a dollar. (laughs) I will find everything wrong with that book. (laughs) Maybe make it even at 50, $50. The staples were not placed correctly. Uh, This book is trash. (laughs) Just like everything in it. Oh my God! Well, episode thirty-six. Well, later in the year we'll come back and say, episode thirty-six. You guys are making a bet. How did it go? How is Exo Man of War? Yeah, Sonny's gonna have yeah. it written down, like stapled to the wall. Oh, I got it. I got it all on these notes here. I'll He's gonna like episode. fold it up and put it behind the Wolverine poster until that time comes out. He'd be like, take it down. So, Jamie, you're gonna get the first three issues of each title. The first issue of all three titles. The first issue of all three. Don't titles, don't okay. put me into this like I'm ongoing series <laughs> and this stuff. Maybe Bloodshot, but <sighs> not not Man of War for me. Sunny, I'm, I, I'm probably gonna get it for the the sharp art, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna check it out. Like I said, the most one that has me excited actually, like as much as I enjoyed Exo Man of War before. I mean, like I said, I want to get into the the older one, but mm-hmm. out of these three, the most one is uh, Bloodshot actually. Yep. They create my attention. I'm like, you know what? That could be really good. I'm not too familiar with the character, but I like to check out, like I said, different stories now. Not just always Marvel and DC. Yeah. Well, Chad, I want to give him a shot. Give him a blood shot. Went through one of his bullets that I see him through his chest. Yeah. You're going to one Vin Diesel him? Oh, my God. Family. Yeah. You guys took my family. My name's Bloodshot now. <laughs> yeah. Who needs blood oh. when you're family? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, we're back to this. This is amazing. Somehow Vin oh, Diesel oh. always comes back with family. Oh, my God. You just can't and get away from him. John Cena's his brother. I mean, what else are you going to do? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I'm ignoring both of you. <laughs> About time. Good. Now we can actually get back to a normal show. <laughs> do you hear this, Sonny? Do you hear this abuse? Yeah. We're at, hey, by the way, <laughs> that's seven. Of the 13 to 14. Oh, okay, yeah. We're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Tim was saying he's going to leave the show. On the, I believe it was the pre-show you said. You're going to yeah. leave if you get yet like 14. Oh, yeah. 13, 13 or 14 more times. Yep. Yeah, so we're, but he we're already forgot it. He already forgot it with his age. Thing? Yeah, because uh, Jamie lulled me into in. a false sense of security and then swept the rug right from under That's me. what most people tell me. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. They're like, you just give a false sense of security. And I'm like, just hold me. And then they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes me glad that we do this show very apart from each other. <laughs> Remote. Yeah. But we'd be here and suddenly I'd feel somebody wrapping their arms around me. And I'd be like, so guys. And now I'm writing a book about it. We got a new, <laughs> we'd be doing a review. Speaking of books, though, Sonny. <laughs> you know, speaking of books. I actually finished writing a book last week. Prime Zero, I finished writing it. And then now I can get back to posting chapters of my book, Primes 2. And then two, also, being that book that I made into a series, series about a series, I did release that book oh, where we that talked one. a little bit about it. When did you start that? On the pre-show. No. Start writing it? Well, <laughs> started notes for a series about a series in 2019. Oh, I never heard of it. 
I mean, I've mentioned it a few times in the show, but not too much. You know, I don't like to. I have this thing called selective hearing. I know. Tim, Tim, you know, understands it from time to time. I I do. I I turn it on and off all day. Oh, no, I meant when I was talking to you. I'm sorry. What? Huh? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But I seen it reached a thousand uh, views, which is amazing. Thanks. Yeah, but actually yesterday, last night, I looked and it hit that 1.1K. So. I was really glad about that. Okay, I got the 1.1K, and then now I'm like, now it's time for Codex. We got to start getting these these views. I want to see us getting those same numbers, numbers up. It's yeah. on its way. We're getting there. Oh yeah. yeah. No, definitely. You can uh, you can thank me later for the extra 375 times I've watched it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, it, it, it plays in the background constantly. I, I sent you a Snapchat. I was yeah, like, I was just gonna say, I'm like, I was surprised. Like, oh, look at that. He's watched. I show. watched it on premiere day. He did. Pre- I remember. Yeah. yeah, he sent me the the countdown. It was like, yeah, eight, I was seven, sitting six. there. Yeah, that was Waiting. so you can get a get out of fired card. Uh, that is very true, and I have yet to cash it in. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, but auditions have been going good, and now it's time to start making some decisions. And actually, even yesterday, I was casting some roles and then even to have finished officially finished the script for episode two like so i'm working i want to do the next couple of episodes but now i'm like okay this script episodes two is completely done it doesn't need editing it's all nice and looks all good and professional are there going to be a lot of uh, the same actors returning is everybody going to return not everybody because some characters were only meant for one and then right. there are some new characters so there has to be some casting and then you got to see with everyone's schedule and you hope everybody can work something out. Yep. So you'll see some of those same characters again. You know, especially oh, I'm Buck. excited. I know Buck will return for sure. Are you will sure? he be cast differently though? Or no, he's gonna because be there was a lot of issues in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming back and he's still got his issues, but he's a learning man. Character there development. How about character <laughs> development? <laughs> yeah, with that though, also, I wanted to mention that something I'm working on I want to make sure on the show, but it's more of a secret project, two secret projects. And I will say that they do deal with things that we talk about on the show. Like it won't just be like, oh, this is a show. We're talking about it because I do it. It's a that... podcast about a podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just say oh. it deals with some characters and things like that and secret projects I've been working on, starting to work on. Are you writing the, about me? The Immortal <laughs> Egg? <laughs> Can't be, can't tell too much. But <laughs> later on, things will be revealed later. I am calling right now royalties. <laughs> I am going to contact my lawyer <laughs> and have this contract written up. Well, if there's I'll, an immortal egg, I would have you play him. There you go. Oh <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap Jamie up in, in an egg, the immortal egg played by Jamie Wojcik. I will play the procrastinator. Yes. Where is he? He's not here. He's, he's we got to re- get here. Oh, we got to recast. We recast the procrastinator. Hey, you'll never he's see on his him. Way, but he's just staying at home. He's still not here. It's, it's just not a good he's, day. He's having a me hero. day. Yeah, <laughs> taking some yeah. me time, gentlemen. Me I time. wish I had that. <laughs> we got codex. At least we. At least one thing is we all have codex time. Yeah, mm-hmm. big things for the future. I'm really excited. And then, yeah, I got a lot of codex, codex. time. A lot well, of, a lot more things going on with Codex, guys. I'll let you take it away with some of the things we've got going on. Codex Station. Yes, Codex Station. Tim, you want to kind of tell them what we got going on and I'll kind of fill in the gaps here? 
Yeah, so, okay, uh, as far as the Codex Station goes, guys, you've seen the the new intro, you've seen the new logo uh, by now, and with every new video that's been coming out, you know that the change has gone from the Codex Podcast to the Codex Station. That's our one-stop shop for everything Codex-related, and it's the only thing you have to type in to search for us anywhere on social media, podcasting platforms, here on Twitch, over on YouTube, all you got to do is type in the Codex Station. As far as new stuff coming out, we've got uh, decoding panels. We're wrapping up with Punisher Circle of Blood. And uh, John Beatty and uh, Stephen Grant liked the video, even though that one was taken down and the other one was put back up because I said a cuss word. Um, yeah, but, and, uh, and this guy, what a I tell him, like, hey, take the cuss words out. If you can, just reshoot that page. And he's like, yeah, got it, totally. So I, I always listen to the front and I listen to the end because he cusses at the end too when he screws up. <laughs> Sometimes, so I, I, yes. I clip, clip the front, clip the end, think I'm good. He calls me last night. That was the got, only one that has ever slipped and, by And me. he's like, he's like, hey, man. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you see, uh, uh, you know, Grant and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm like, it's amazing. He goes, yeah, did you catch the cuss word in there too? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I messed up. And I said, I'm like, See, I didn't I'll, say I'll beep, I'll, I'll beep it out. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, do, do a, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or just put Tim's face over and make the sound. Right effect. on. There you go. Um, But no, and right over like, here. Boom. I, I, dude, I took the day off yesterday. I was like, I'm not going to do anything work related. I'm going to actually relax. Cause these two tell me every day I need this. Chill. You need some me time too. It doesn't happen. Yeah, um, <laughs> This is my me time. If I'm not working, I feel like I'm about to go insane. There you go. So, it's so I'm going through. I listened to it. I'm like, where is it, Tim? He goes, the jigsaw part. My favorite. I found it. It was at the 16 minute mark. Yeah. And I go in and I literally listen to it. And I'm like, <laughs> so I cut it, redid it, posted it all back up. And then I'm like, I get a message this morning. Oh, look, Grant shared it on his Facebook. And it's the, the old one. one. It's the old one. <laughs> Anyways, moving on about how awesome the Codex Station is and how you, the watcher, should be involved in all of this. Uh, With decoding panels, Dark Ages number four is going to be coming out soon. Uh, We've got uh, the issues two, three, and four of Dark Knights of Steel on the way. And uh, the next big storyline that we're going to do for decoding panels is Deceased. So be prepared for that. That's a ride in itself. Uh, yeah uh you got mail calls that sunny does the majority of uh you've got breaking the code episodes uh we 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 just did one on facebook the other day that'll be edited and put up on youtube in the coming weeks and we will be doing them from now on on youtube going live for the breaking the code so we get a little bit more variety to everybody because everybody loves seeing our faces and and with breaking everywhere that's right with breaking the code, we do we're gonna do that uh, live Sunday nights, probably uh, around nine or ten Eastern Standard Time, so eight or nine Central Standard Time. So be aware in there, and if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you will know when we go live. So if you have followed us already, by all means, go ahead and do that. We could definitely use follows. Yes, we need to be popular. Make us popular. Yes, please. Yes. We, we don't need to be that popular that quickly, but we would like it if we had some more <laughs> people jumping in. Like but yeah, a billion more. Yeah, then not not a big number. Um, just you know, point. 
So with that, we do have a lot. Yeah. We do have a few more things going on. Um, We were waiting, but we had a little bit of technical difficulties with the review. So I'm going to announce it now. We did bring on another two members, actually, of the Codex fam. Um, We do have Keith Wynowski and Keith Wynowski II. Um, (laughs) Keith is uh, obviously the guy who got me into comics. Um, He's going to be doing reviews for us on, surprise, our Discord, which will be launching by this weekend. So definitely check that out. They'll be on there. He's going to be getting them to me when he can. And then as for his son, the second, I keep saying it weird, but I don't care. Um, I, I keep thinking back to the uncensored episode, Sonny, and every time yeah, I watch it, it was like, Keith Vanowski, the second. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering who he is. Yes, he, you can see him on our uncensored episode. Yes. Back he, in, was it July? or? Oh, my God. Ago. We started. After it was, episode eight, it was in the it was summer. 10. It was, it was right before. before 10. Tim, Tim was 10, yeah, so. Yeah. Before, yeah. Yep. I think it was the episode right before. Right. So he's coming on. He'll be doing reviews for us. And he will also be kind of taking some of the pressure off me with decoding panels. So he'll be working with Tim. Um, we do have an experimental decoding panels we're going to try and throw out there for you guys. More interactive, more voice acting, um, different play. So we want to see how that works out. So be ready for that. I'm not going to give a date yet because of the fact that we haven't even really gotten it started, but we have the issue that we're going to do. Um, time. <laughs> yes. So with that, um, it takes a little bit more pressure off me to do more for you guys. Cause at this rate, I was just pushing content. So you guys can see our pretty faces every week for four days out of the week. Um, now, you know, we can actually put more quality, more effort into everything and mm-hmm. more streamlined. Um, but yeah, we are going to be setting up a discord. So if you guys want to jump in, we'll be getting that information out to you guys. Well, by this weekend, when you guys see this episode, yep. um, or if you're on Twitch right now, definitely go check it out. Um, other than that, I mean, there, Sonny, you want to kind of go into all the fun that we're going to be doing with our, uh, people coming on and one shots. Oh, I wasn't sure if we uh, should mention it yet, or if we should get a date yet about mentioning it, but well, we can oh, mention say- it. I'll well, say the one is already lately. solidified, so. Yeah. Well, I'll say that I've been doing some research, and the research has been reading Silver Surfer comics. <laughs> so that's what I'll say about, about my one and my people get excited for. Is there right. any uh, you felt like you wanted to mention who? Um, I can say that I'm really excited for the whole JLA Avengers, or uh, X-Men, and or Marvel DC realm of things. Um. But we can talk about one person that isn't coming on. And I can't wait because we did get them scheduled. You know what, Tim? Go ahead, take it. Because you're sitting over there <laughs> trying to bite your lip. No, I'm, I'm, I was going to let you tell it. because yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Well, take no, it. On my, no. yeah. we, <laughs> we have had this gentleman on for one shot before. Our second one shot, as a matter of fact. And it is the immortal Daryl Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an interview scheduled with Daryl. Uh, we're going to be doing it uh, within the coming weeks. Once we get that done and edited, it'll be out directly for you guys. And we're going to sit down and talk with him for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending. And we're just going to talk about everything. So be ready yes. for that. It's going to be awesome. If you love the one shot, you'll love the extended interview. You're going to see Jamie not be able to talk for an hour and a half again. <laughs> It'd be great. Jamie, you got anything to say to Daryl? Uh- uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna pretend like the screen froze and he's like 
Oh, yeah, like, we've got other people in the pipeline that we're working on. We won't say who they are yet until things are confirmed. But uh, all I'm going to say is <laughs> not, the people that we got is making me excited more and more every time I look at them. And the names just make me even happier. It's amazing. Sunny almost Sunny almost cried. It was a it was a whole thing. It was great. <laughs> you, you did this for me. <sighs> we did. You love me. Action. You really love me. <laughs> I and that, believe that, you all those that one was quick. That one, that yeah. one was quick. I literally was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And then he's like, yeah. Like, okay. Right on. We will see what happens, but a lot of big things ahead for Codex Station. Yep. And guys, with that also, real quick before we move on to the next thing, with decoding panels, I'm looking forward to, I'll be taking over one episode with you too, Tim. Oh, That one I'm yeah. excited for, yeah. So, what is that? Uh, Marvel premiere number 28. Is that the one? The one, yep, with uh, that's right, with uh, Ghost Rider, Morbius. Uh, okay, we can't man thing. We we make a lot of jokes about me and Jared Leto, but if I'm not Morbius, (laughs) because I gotta show you guys that I can do better than him, uh, we'll have conversation (laughs) after this episode's done, ladies and gentlemen. We'll figure it out. I'm better than Jerry Love. <laughs> With that, do you know what time it is? I do. Um, six thirty-one. Correct. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, Tim, it's seven thirty-one because you live in a different world. Um, I, yeah. You're not time for do you know? <laughs> Ooh, and today I'll be going first, then Tim, then Jamie, with the questions. Last week we had quite an unusual ending. We we tied. We all with tied zero in first place. Yes, with zero. So we're number so one in your heart, back. but zero when it comes to thinking about us. When it comes to points. Yeah. So oh, hopefully yeah, this too. week I'm I'm looking for I'm like, okay, things gotta go back to the movie <laughs> where, where we're all scoring and I win alone. <laughs> Come on. So let's do this. Question number one. Excuse me, since we're dealing with the new mutants, 98. So we know Rob Liefeld was the writer for it. But with the New Mutants, the original uh, series, do you know how many issues Rob Liefeld wrote for the New Mutants? 34. Three. Tim, you're correct. Uh, I got Rob the three Liefeld, part right. <laughs> yeah, Rob Liefeld, although he did the artwork uh, quite a bit before, he wrote... The last three issues of oh. the Mutants. 98, 99, just th- and 100. I'm just thinking like what he was on. I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> so he wrote the last three issues of the Mutants. Okay. So right. I'm up ahead. Got a point. Right on. Let's keep it at the only one. Yeah. So let's keep it with uh, some Rob Liefeld trivia here. Ladies young, young and blood. gentlemen. No, you're wrong. You're <laughs> <Sorry>. both wrong. <laughs> both at Kassam the same time. Kassam Hussein. We all know that Rob Liefeld is famous for creating Kassam Hussein and Deadpool and Cable, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. However, do you know what the first Marvel comic Rob Liefeld did artwork for? I'm going to say X-Factor. X-Factor? You say X-Factor. Jamie, what about you? Doctor Strange. 
Uh, no, you both are wrong. It is okay. the, it is the Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number Twenty Three. It was during the Atlantis Attack storyline, and he was the primary penciler for the main story, which had to do with the Atlantis Attacks event, and that story was called Abomination. Ah, yeah, I didn't okay. even know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's his first published Marvel work. Oh, that's right his there. first. Yeah, that's his first published Marvel work. Okay. Is the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 23. Number 23. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we all know that the issue we're covering, New Mutants number 98, is the first appearance of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But, boys, do you know what the first video game appearance of Deadpool is? I'm going to say Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I'm just going to say Uncanny X-Men. I already know my answer is wrong. So, Yes, both of you are wrong. Sunny yeah. is close, though. It's X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse. Dang, if we did have points. I had the have same game <laughs> format, correct? But Yeah. I got to no, start it, more video game. I actually, had, I actually had that one. And that, it was I a remember. good game. Yeah, it was. It was the Ultimate Alliance before Ultimate Alliance. Yep, exactly. Right. Okay. Round one is in the book. Sam does have one point, so at least we're technically our team, our Codex team has done better than last week. Yes. <laughs> so now we are on to question. Round number two. So we were talking about George R.R. R. Martin earlier. He's been a known fan of the Marvel Universe for a long time. Now, Back in 1963, there was retraced a they retraced a letter from 1963 of George R. R. Martin for what a fan letter for what comic book? You don't need to get the uh, issue series, just the name of the name series. Um, Fantastic Four. Tim is correct again. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yep, George R. R. Martin wrote a fan letter. For the Fantastic Four, issue number 20. I am killing it today. Okay, this this can't happen. <laughs> I should have been issue number. You should have. <sighs> we were being too nice. All right, so round number two. We are sticking with uh, Liefeld history again, guys. So we all know the number one selling comic book in history is, Young Bloods. No, oh. it is Jim Lee's X-Men number one, which sold over 8 million copies, an astronomical number for a single comic book issue to sell with its five variant covers, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the second highest selling single issue in comics history is? You don't have to give me the issue number or anything, just the title. Say Star Wars. Spawn? No. Guys, we're in Liefeld uh, territory here. It is X-Force number one, and that really? sold five million I was thinking because you were going to try going something image. No. Right. No. Nope. Youngblood didn't there's even a, make Star the Wars list. is up there. But there's a Star, Star Wars, Wars up is there? up there. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the newer issues sold over a million copies. But uh, the second sellest or the second highest selling single issue in comics history is X-Force number one with its multiple covers 
uh, with the trading cards inside the bags and things like that to incentivize collectors to purchase more than one copy of a single issue. Well, first off, I'm just going to say, do you, Sonny, do you notice like the attitude steaming off of Tim right now? I think somebody's. I think somebody is. He got to get fired. He got, <laughs> he got so mad when he's like, "Guys, no! What are you doing?" We're, we're in life out he territory here, he gentlemen. God, <laughs> you took that personal. Well, I, I don't know if I want to ask my nice question anymore. I feel like violated. I, I may answer it correctly, so be yeah, careful. Yeah, because that's why I'm not going to ask it. <laughs> all right, so we all know Cable's been a prestige character forever now having graced the silver screen with deadpool but do you know what year cable was first introduced in the comics 1990 um i'm gonna bid one dollar on the prices right and say 1989 10 no um <laughs> 1986 was his actual first appearance in comics Oh. I, I had it written down which one it was. I hit the backspace on it, so I didn't have it. But 1990, I think it's New Mutants '86 or '87. Well, the the actual I character think, uh, that Cable the actual is, character, so Nathan been, Summers. Yeah, oh, could, okay, the baby. You're right. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, because you're Cable himself. Baby, you're right. As Nathan, yeah. you're right. Is the baby was 1986? Yes, yep. you're right. <laughs> I forgot his X Factor. Yeah, clever Jamie, clever. <laughs> yeah. So, so check because I'm like, no, on cable was That's why I said the first appearance ever in comics, not yep. his yeah, actual right. like cable for his cable, right. cable it's persona. The baby, yep. Yeah. It's the baby's X Factor. Right yep. on. So trick. All right. So Tim, you got the lead. I got two. If you get this one, then you automatically win. I I, I need to go get my broom because I'm in the middle of a sweep <laughs> right now. You gotta go get your brooms to go fly away. <laughs> Hostility. Get an okay. attitude with me. <laughs> like you do the kids off screen. <laughs> Number right. three, Sonny. Number three. We know Deadpool. We know we're reviewing the first appearance of Deadpool. That's today. But do you know? Yeah, that was today. That is today. You know what year Deadpool got his first full series? Nine, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Let him go first. Um, nine, 96? 90. Deadpool got his first full series in 1997. I was a year off. <laughs> year off, yeah. In 94, he had two four issue miniseries circle chase yes. and uh something else like sins of the past yeah yep so in 1990 it took until 1997 for deadpool to have his first full series wow okay so this one's going to be pretty easy for you guys uh but we all know deadpool wade wilson uh, which character is Deadpool a near copy or inspiration of? I think we both know it. You want to go first? Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm giving points away today. So, yeah, Deadpool is a near blatant mm-hmm. copy and or inspiration of Deathstroke, the Terminator, Slade Wilson from DC Comics. Uh, 
there's not much more that needs to be said about that. I mean, we all know, uh, and uh, Liefeld was notorious for doing stuff like that anyways. So, but uh, thankfully Deadpool grew into the character. Everybody loved to hate and hated to love. Uh, Yeah. And now we have Ryan Reynolds playing him on the silver screen. Amazing. So there you go. You guys are not pointless today. You have points. (laughs) I'm pointless every day. <laughs> Not today. You got that one. Yay. Um, so Sonny, this is a direct question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is thrown out of the game, so now that I could tie him. Tim's getting a separate question. No. <laughs> All right. But I did pick this one for Sonny because I hope he knows it because I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> so if you get this wrong wrong, you're suspended for like two weeks. No. He gets suspended, I get fired. No one cares. No. <laughs> All right, so um, we all know Cannonball, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what is the code name Cannonball's younger sister? <sighs> you need her actual name because I can give you her actual name. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm guessing your last name is. I'm guessing her last name is Guthrie. Yeah, it, it's Paige. Okay. Birthday would be her. Okay, so oh, wait, what is the what is her code name? Yeah, Cannon Girl. Tim, I'm gonna say Belly Flop because I mean we're going with it's husk. That, yeah, that's what I was gonna say next. I was so hoping somebody would get this one get tied. Tim didn't win. <laughs> Well, so guys, thank alone. you for showing. Um, me, and, <laughs> me and Sonny tied. Tim drastically fell off the face of the earth. I am still here. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, finally. I think I won the first one of the year, and it's been almost two months since I've won I've another won. one. I think I've tied. I tied it at first one. Jamie didn't win the all Green Lantern special. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, we called it. Yeah, we called it Jamie's redemption. (laughs) (laughs) I don't pay attention to it because it's like I just. This is the one segment I don't like. I love this segment. I do too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I just don't like it because of the fact that I'm never right. I like I know it, but then I do one of those and look at the notes, and I'm like, "What was I saying?" My ADD kicks in. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that cable one. Like I said, I completely you got me. Like I said there, I was like, "It's cable. It's 1990." Yeah, and it, you were trying to argue. I'm like, um, New Mutants '86. Yes. The first time he actually yeah, appeared right. in comics, not his first. Yeah, appearance. and I was like, "Yep." In fact, I, I read that. Come on, I read X Factor. So that was a mistake right on my on. part. But, Tim, you win today's. Do you know? It's a good. Do you know today, gentlemen? No, it ain't. That was amazing. I wish it was as good as you think it was in your head. Uh, I will week, always forever week. think it that way, so that'll never change. Okay. But, well, maybe it didn't live up to some people's expectations. <laughs> and that leads us to our topic of the week. What story arc didn't live up to your expectations? And as usual, Jamie's top three comments. In no particular order. First, we got Dan Kelly, who's been on multiple times already. He says, Heroes in Crisis, great premise. But it was rushed, and the story was a big jumbled mess. And the idea of turning Wally West into a killer, spoiler alert, was laughable bad. It didn't take long for DC to retcon it. Um, Number two, we got Ryan Soders with Doomsday Clock. And lastly, CJ Harrison with Fear State. 
those are interesting choices like heroes in crisis uh dan and i commented back and forth on that for a minute mm-hmm. so i i get that yeah so i mean great choices guys thank you again for commenting showing your love and to the three that made it thank you guys thank you everyone tim what about you what is your answer to this question? Our final, final young crisis blood. Final, <laughs> y- yes, final young crisis blood number zero through seven was an Saddam Hussein. It was atrocious and horrible. Ladies and gentlemen, don't ever read it unless you want to be depressed. Uh, oh, are we reviewing Exo Manowar again? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so let's take it back to the 90s, the Clone Saga. That was a uh, severe letdown for me. Howard Mackey is a wonderful writer, but I don't think that that was one of his shining moments. Um, Final Crisis, obviously. Uh, Heroes in Crisis. Uh, I never got into the hype uh, during that, but uh, that was something that I read. I've got all the issues, uh, and I read it, finished it. I was like, well, okay, that's that then, and moved on. Um, But uh, another big, big letdown that uh, nearly sunk two companies Deathmate, Image and Valiant's major crossover. That nearly put them both into the ground. And that was a huge letdown. But we did get Gen 13 out of that. So there's that. All right. Jamie, what about you? So I'm going to go with Future State. And the reason that being is Dan DiDio was working on a 5G uh, this huge thing that was going to revolutionize D- DC. And I feel like this was it, except scaled to like a thousand. And everybody had a book for Future yeah. State. Three, well, it was either one or three issues. Um, and I bought them all. <laughs> and the premise was, is that this could be the outcome of everybody's story from those two. It was basically telling the end of the story. And then the series started at the beginning. It was your, it's your job to keep up and see, you know, if what happens does happen in the end. See, and we even talked about this in a breaking the code episode too. And come to find out that none of it is real. Um, spoiler alert. All that there's time still, and money. There, there's still, <laughs> there's still issues going. I'm hoping one of them does like, I don't know, at least make some of the ending correct. What other titles things? are still pushing future state? Uh, Green Lantern. Well, really? it's, it's not future state esque. It's future state. What's happening from future state in their main book? I see. So like Green Lantern's still going on. Um, Batman, it happened with, especially with the magistrate um, mm-hmm. and the whole uh, fear state storyline. Now that that's over, it's like what happened because it ended, and it's like, is that the ending? And then they started a new thing, and I'm like, oh, I guess that was the ending <laughs> with a whole new creative team. Um. I got to disagree with you guys on heroes and crisis for one aspect. I didn't think it was, it would, the, the idea is laughable, but would you really expect Wally West to be what he was and what he did? That's what I think they were going for. That and was I unexpected. Of, I give him a lot of credit for that, but the best thing that came out of here, uh, heroes and crisis was the interviews of the superheroes. Yes. That was cool. That was, especially like. when Batman's talking about like, one of the kids, you know, got beat with a crowbar and then another one got shot and is paralyzed and maybe I'm not the greatest. And then he like takes off his mask and he's talking about being a father. And you see like that tear and he just walks off. And I'm like, it did have its moments. It did have some really good moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. There. 
And Tom King was kind of rushed. If you listen to any interviews he was talking about with that, he was writing Batman at the time and a bunch of other things. And they're like, hey, do a mini event while you're in the middle of it. He's like, okay, yay. Well, I mean, with Harley and Booster Gold duking it out, that was really cool. And an unexpected pairing of anti-hero and hero, you know, both egotistical and and whatever. And that was great. But the the Wally West thing just kind of threw it through a loop for me. And that, that really pulled me out of it. Yeah. And then the only other one that was a letdown for me, I want to say, was War of the Realms. I thought it was going to be so much more than what it was. They had so many books attached to that, and it just wasn't the hype train that it was. So. Right on. But I got to say, if anyone does read Doomsday Clock, do me a favor. If you lasted the four years it took for 12 issues to come out, (laughs) read it in a full, uh, in one full sitting. It's so much better. I, I will reap that book the reward it deserves because it was good at the end. If you can read it completely through in one sitting, not wait four years for each issue. <laughs> All right, guys. So that one gets on to SK, me. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Who else in crisis was one point. I wouldn't say it was like the biggest one. Like I said, it Jamie, like I said, it had its moments, but then Tim, like I said, the, the ending, I wasn't satisfied with that, but this one, Tim, I'm probably going to offend you on this one, but one story that didn't live up to the expectations for me, was Final Crisis. Because I'm not offended. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I, because uh, Infinite Crisis I love, and it's probably still, Infinite Crisis is probably one of my favorite story arcs, and mm. I really like the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then Final Crisis, even Legion of Three Worlds, I still thought was pretty good. But then Final Crisis is that one I had so much hype for, and I was so excited because <laughs> of the others. I was expecting it to be one of my new favorites. And yeah. I was reading issues and I was like, hmm, I'm not really getting into it. It's kind of a slow beginning. And then it started to pick up. And then it again, I was like, man, you know, it wasn't to me, it didn't live up to the hype. And then also the trade I had, I believe there's a very important issue missing because World War III. The part that might be yeah. is <laughs> that just which one? The one the, with Black Adam. Yeah, World War Three. Yeah. Is it the one where Batman gets the bullet? Okay, because yeah, because I'm not saying story, anymore. I'm just saying it's missing World War Three. If you guys have not read World War Three, Sonny, read that and then read it again and tell Timmy's wrong. Uh, so no, check out <laughs> because yeah, suddenly as I was reading the story, Batman shows up and he's wounded and he has this gun and it's a huge part in the book. And I'm like, why do you leave that out? Because that's book? what omnibuses and trades do. That's what final so many other issues do. Yeah. Final only, yeah, only final crisis. The other ones have been very good, <laughs> and sometimes I've checked out ones, and I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Or I've checked out issues that didn't need to be in there, or issues that weren't in stuff, and then I've checked them out. I'm like, okay, you know, I could see why they were left out. But Final Crisis, I was like, that makes no sense. Well, they but had yeah. to put out that companion book to help you read Final Crisis. Yeah. So, and I did not read the companion. So, <laughs> because to I both of you. Final I'm crisis, saying right now, you need to stop. I own all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I truly, like I, I love a lot of the other, except like the other ones I love, but Final mm-hmm. Crisis did not live up to my expectations. It had no. atrocious in it. It had, it had its moments. As I said, it had its moments that were good, uh, but to me, it didn't live up to the, my expectations. No, not at all. I mean, that everyone got their opinion to be wrong so but you know what may or may not live up to expectations okay now with our topic of the week in the books we move on to our review we all know we all love the man gideon 
but this is his first appearance. And, well, he's pretty much the least popular person out of the people who made their first appearance. This is the first appearance of Deadpool and Domino. And like I said, Gideon. Okay, so New Mutants number 98, guys. Before Jamie goes into the synopsis, I'm going to give you the rundown on credits for who uh, helped create this wonderful book. And that would be plot and art go to uh, the wonderfully talented Rob Liefeld. Script goes to Fabian uh, Nasizia. I can never pronounce his last name correctly, so I apologize for that. Uh, letters go to Joe Rosen and colors go to S. Busolato, and we've seen that name a hundred different times with Marvel titles. Okay, so ooh, there's Gideon right there. So I'm gonna go for a yeah, quick overview. Is right there. <laughs> is this hair, okay? In, in there, is this hair actually green, or am it I just colorblind? Yeah, it's it's green and white. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure because I thought I was going colorblind. I was like, either that's green or that's supposed to be gray. So we're both. So you're right. Yeah. So basically, I'm gonna go a quick overview so that way. Tim has some stuff to talk about whatever side of the screen he is on this week because every time am... he points now, he literally misses me. No. Um, so <laughs> no, Tim, other way. You have to do the other way. Yeah, see? Other way. Yeah, no other there. way. There we go. Okay, yeah, whatever. There. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so um basically we start off with Gideon. Um, we I really don't know much about his character. Like I never really did. Um, I don't know much about the new mutants other than the fact that this was Deadpool's first appearance. And then I didn't realize it was Domino's um, in there too. Like no idea. So basically to me getting at the beginning, I have no, no idea what's going on with him. Um, we go into the new, like we see cable and everybody else and they're talking about reforming the team and who, what happened with who and what they're going to prepare for. Um, don't know really the premise behind it. So I'm kind of still fresh. I'm still new to this one particular issue. Um, leading into that, uh, Deadpool shows up. And it's pure, and this is why I love, it's just pure Deadpool. Like he's hitting people with like tasers coming out of his arm, like he's Spider-Man. Uh, just being himself, he's basically telling Cable that he's coming to take everybody out because of the fact that he was hired for it. And guess what? They paid me money. So you're dead. Um, we get Domino coming in and basically taking out Deadpool. And we kind of see Deadpool tied up. And Cable and Domino are kind of going back and forth asking, you know, everyone's asking how they know each other. And they're like, we'll get to that later. Um, near the end more, we kind of get like, I want to say it's kind of like when Deadpool 2 remember when they're going through for the X-Force and they're like picking the team, mm -hmm. we get a bunch of characters that I've never seen before either. Um, and they're trying to go through and pick a new team. And there's a couple that were even in there that were like, um, yeah, so that person we like, but we don't want to take them. They're kind of a loner and they do their own thing. Well, this person, you know, has this set power so we can keep them. Um, like I said, I don't really know how to explain this book because of the fact that it's, there's something going on in the middle of it, and I did not know. But with the premise of Deadpool and reading through it and trying to kind of catch up and then doing some research after the fact, um, it definitely made me feel like I'm so glad that Deadpool's kept the same persona over the years. Like, nothing's really changed from him besides the fact that I haven't seen the little Spider-Man taser anymore. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you know, 
he has feet now. So that's a plus. But overall, if I had a, my, my biggest draw to it was that cable and domino interaction. And also the Deadpool when he or also Deadpool when he came in. Um, my biggest downfall is obviously Rob Liefeld was hiding his feet the entire time. I think we got one panel where Deadpool's up in the air and it's kind of like a triangle and a hoof thing going on, like a half moon. Um, yeah, it, like it was good. It was good and it had its moments. So if I had to give this an overall rating. I would definitely give it an eight because of the fact that I want to get into it more. I was going to go higher a little bit because of the fact that I was like, oh, it's Deadpool and it's the same Deadpool that I know, you know, but it's a solid eight for me. I really can't go too much into it because, like I said, if I would read the whole thing through, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's an easy, you know, 10 or nine for me. But right now I'm at an eight. Fair enough. <laughs> eight for Jamie? Tim? Uh- Okay, so we already know you're impressed by the feet. Yes, I'll just say this right now: uh, the the artwork stood out to me a lot more than the writing did. Um, for Liefeld's first official taken over, like the the writing in this, the only thing Fabian did was wrote dialogue, uh, but the entire plot was done by Rob Liefeld. This book makes zero sense absolutely zero sense uh if if you're coming in not reading anything from before it it's confusing and deadpool just shows up randomly there's no panels before that have tolliver trask or whoever saying i want you to go kill cable deadpool and deadpool saying yeah okay i'll do it uh a cool thing is though is that this is the start of deadpool and you can see some things in the couple of pages that the fight takes place in that are very typical of deadpool and i like that i like that a lot um however the uh The artwork was inconsistent during that fight scene. Half the time his suit was drawn with the black and the red. The other half it wasn't. Um, So that really kind of took me out too. And then there there was a lot of... Are you talking about the panel where he was like, he's tied up sitting on the ground and he's all red? Yeah, and and his nothing was on his back. None of the black stuff. Maybe that's... Right here, right? I got it literally. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Uh, And and then there's there's pages before where... uh, color changes have been made and things like that or he just decided not to do it um there were parts in the book where Liefeld's artwork was really really good and uh very detailed I don't say that a lot about the stuff he does uh but uh I was impressed here I think this is Liefeld at the top of his game uh and he just got better uh with uh X-Force when when he eventually when new mutants eventually ended and x-force took over mm-hmm. uh and i think he was great there um but just the writing dude cannot write dude cannot plot and and dude doesn't need to be doing that he just needs to focus on pencil work you do know um, we read new mutants 98 right not yeah young blood number one now young you blood number one was worse but uh you gotta pick because i'm staying out of your mind man was, yeah he's not here for, he's not for, real for the writing on this book i give it a very flat five out of ten and i was being generous um uh but the artwork however uh i think there was a lot of work put into it i think there was a lot of effort done and it gets a very solid seven 
out of 10 for me. So overall, this book gets a six out of 10. It's a 10 for 10. Yep. All right. So now we move on to me. I was very important. I was very excited to do this one with you guys because I'm like, I think my opinion's gonna be different because I have been reading all the X titles mm-hmm. and I've went through all the new mutants leading to this. And like I think my opinion is gonna be very different because you guys are just pretty much going straight into 98, mm-hmm. whereas I'm going to before. And uh, mm-hmm. so right before this was the X-Men's Extinction Agenda. It's like issue like the, the New Mutants was the, uh, I think it was 95, 96, and 97 were Extinction Agenda. And then we jump into 98. And for me, it felt like it was a huge change from the New Mutants, what it just went to. And then it seemed like, they said, this is when Rob Liefeld took over as the writer. And for me, it really felt like, because like I said, even the beginning of the issue, it says the end of an era. It's a part yeah. one of three. And issue uh, 100 ended the New Mutants. And for me, it really felt like it was less about the goodbye of the new mutants. And it was pretty much just, let's get ready for X-Force, X-Force. And it felt even the next issues felt like it too. It was not in the next couple issues. So it was really about promoting this new team of X-Force. Well, one thing I said, I do love that it is. I mean, how could we not be so excited about the first appearance of Gideon? You know, with that, <laughs> that like, clean okay, that, that That ending, though, like... Okay, he's in the beginning. Who cares about I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like no he's in the beginning and he's at the end. And there's yeah, like nothing it. really said. I had to look up his power set. Like yeah. He explained what he it in the beginning of the book, though, like what he did. Like, Barely, what though. is it like power manipulation or power conversion where he takes on other people's powers? Something like this, something, yeah. something forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and I had to... I had to look it up to see like exactly what it, I basically formed it in my head that he's Taskmaster. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, for so, no, sorry, Sonny, I didn't mean to. No, <laughs> I just had to get that out. <laughs> We're having a good time, but yeah, getting obviously even jokes aside, he was rather rather forgettable. For me, the big highlight was Deadpool's first appearance. Even to his issue or his part when he comes in was was my highlight for it. Even I think if he didn't become so big, it was a good part. It's the most entertaining mm-hmm. part of the issue. And then Domino comes. I like seeing Domino get in there too. I like her mm-hmm. character as well. And then you know, Domino and Deadpool are two characters that I love. That definitely helps, like, you know, raises the points for me. But like I say, coming off of Extinction Agenda and being a New Mutants fan, I felt like, man, they weren't doing such a good job of, you know, doing the New Mutants, uh, you know, their justice and doing them, you know, giving them their due, their diligence. And then like I said, but then too, it was mainly just going on. Okay, we're getting ready for the end of the story. We're moving on to X Force. So I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as much as I thought I'd enjoy it. You know, especially with it being the first appearance of Deadpool. And Jamie, I'm very close to you on your points. I give it. I give New Mutants ninety eight, the first appearance of Deadpool, Domino, and Gideon, an eight point two. Okay, but here's the yeah. thing. So, like, like we said, it felt like, uh, see, I probably would have made it a little bit higher, and I, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. It was like the book kind of resonated with me because of the fact that like we we Deadpool's in a household name at this point, mm-hmm. you know. So going back, it was like, okay, this is the same character except now we get the him. and that's what I loved about it. The problem was I felt like I was just like thrown into something that had no connection to anything there was no setup there was no like hey go check back on the mutant massacre you know like pretty much what it felt like though i mean it was just like 
okay, so who's this character? Okay, fine. Like he's Taskmaster Light. Um, and then it's like, okay, what's going on with the new mutants? Like, why do they need a new team? And then the part at the end with Roberto, like, yeah. I didn't understand that. Like, they left left a note too, and it was like, I'll be back when I find them. I'm like, who are we? Sonny, can you check real fast? It's the last page in that. Uh, oh, with that uh, issue. Boom Boom when he yeah. left the note for Boom Boom. Yeah, like oh, who was Victor. He, who yeah, was he, he was going for? to find Wolfsbane. He stayed in Wolfsbane? Genosha. With, That's uh, right. Yep. Agenda. Yeah. And that was brought up too. It, the only thing that was brought up was Genosha. And I was like, okay, why, why is that being brought up for? Like, and there's yeah. so many like things I wanted to, I wanted to love the book. I feel like an eight was doing it justice. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I wanted more. Now you've ruined my life <laughs> and I have to read it in its entirety. Because I need to know what led up to all of this. Because now I'm like, okay, I'm in. Extinction Agenda is a really good X titles storyline. And that's the thing I don't want to read X titles. Well, I mean, Extinction Agenda covers all of it, though. Here's here's my problem is that uh, I think it was Mutant Massacre. And I'm going to say this. We're going a little bit off tangent here. But I, I looked at Mutant Massacre. I am saying it now. Live for everybody that knows I hate X Men titles because reasons look at me and tim are getting ready to fire you man <laughs> i can't how are you gonna get episodes out sunny i will support I, you i have my ways sir. remember i've been called a wizard you uh, yeah i'm taking i'm taking keith with me to start the next company that i do um hey, i'm gonna, gonna start be any buying... openings at that company no because not, uh... not for people named tim morse <laughs> eat there's a there's a spot for this kid i know his name's ethan he, he's oh, going okay. somewhere as long as he doesn't listen to his dad Um, well he has to every day of his life well then he's never gonna make it um anyways (laughs) but no he's gonna be like dad you're fired yeah he's gonna walk up you're fired from being my father wow Um, but i'm gonna actually start buying the single issues of mew massacre because i looked at what the trades encapsulate and there's issues missing uh mutant massacre is a perfect uh introductory story for x-men to get and into. onslaught I, I don't know which one i want to start with first i do mutant, I mutant massacre, massacre. Yeah. Onslaught's after everything like after God, the apocalypse okay. after the wedding sunny yeah. sunny during that time is is that when sylvester's doing the artwork for x-men uh for onslaught or for uh, for mutant massacres is that when he comes in or does he come in after that because i know it's around that time when they're in yeah, australian yeah. stuff and fighting the brood and all so that if jazz. If it's Australia, because if Australia was a little bit after the okay, massacre, then okay, then that's I mean, what I'm I trying, think. Trying to who was. Yeah. Okay, but yes, my point is, is that I'm gonna start getting them. I got to figure out where I want to start. Obviously, Mutant Massacre is where I'm going to. Yeah. Um, you won't be disappointed. And I'm gonna do it issue by issue till I have them all, and I'm gonna read it. Nice. Cool. Yeah, good luck. Enjoy, man. There's yeah, cool, some I, uh, some cool appearances by other characters as well. Who you really I already looked up the pricing. Nice on it and it's going to be issue by issue it isn't going to be like i'm buying it all right now <laughs> so it's gonna take me a bit Enjoy. all right so new mutants 98 jamie you give it a solid 8 out of 10 sunny you give it an 8.2 and i am on the low end of the spectrum here and give it a 6 out of 10 you're a horrible person kadan <laughs> hussein would be very unimpressed with you uh, he's fictional so he can be no, <laughs> did you take your meds? Because now you said he's fictional before he was real. Uh, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
not late enough. I don't even have a watch on, guys. Trying to almost start <laughs> wrapping it up. And then to say that hopefully next week we will be reviewing Batman, the three Jokers. Getting his pick. I've already gotten started on it, so I got a little bit left to do. And then, yeah, look forward yeah. to reviewing it with you guys. And the week. Justice League 42 that comes before that. So that way it kind of sets it up for you guys. Yep. Yeah, so that Sonny, one I've read. I got to get into the three. Yeah. Sonny, you already said that you did you see? The, okay, real fast before hey, we get off. Um, Did you see the panel I was talking about that kind of sets it up? Yeah. Okay, good. How about you, Tim? Are you uh, are you I'm going to start reading it uh, next week. The day of. Yeah, the yeah. day of. And then he'll be like frantically waiting and be like, I didn't get my do you know questions done. And they'd be like, well, you suck. I get everything done by <laughs> deadline. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting for a review, I think. <laughs> we all There's reasons reviews. for that, though. I got reviews, too. <laughs> it just never ends. We got some work ahead of us, but it's all exciting. Big things for Code X Station. So everybody, take your Have a great day. I'll let these guys finish up the show and tell you what to like, subscribe, and all that jazz and bells and everything like that. I don't have to now. I'm just going to answer it there. But thank you guys again for joining us on another episode. Be kind to one another, as Sonny did say, down here somewhere. This area. Um, Yeah, do that. Exactly what he said. Hit that like button and that notification bell so you guys don't miss any more content. Um, Sonny, did you say subscribe? Because I think you need to subscribe too. So with that being said, we will see you guys in the next one. And don't forget, guys, you can find us on all the social media outlets that would be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, over here on Twitch, there on YouTube, floating around right in that area that everybody is pointing at. Uh, you can just You're see those things. indications there. That's right. Uh, also, on all podcasting platforms, you can find us on there as well. All you have to do is type in the Codex Station and there we are once again guys my name is tim this guy over here is jamie down below is the immortal sunny krueger we are the codex station this is the codex podcast you guys have a wonderful day bye